Welcome to Inquiry, a podcast geared towards students where we discuss all things related to tech, from school to industry. My name is Annie. And I'm Daniel. And together, we are your co-hosts. Our team at Inquiry has been working hard to put together an eight-episode focus series titled Tech After High School. In each of these eight episodes, we will be featuring various tech programs in Canadian schools, from varying computer science programs to biotechnology and biomedical engineering. For today's episode, we are so excited to introduce Sana. Sana is a fourth year biomedical engineering student at the University of Waterloo. She is currently completing a co-op term at Johnson & Johnson. During her free time, Sana enjoys to act and watch The Office as well as Grey's Anatomy. We are so excited to have you here with us today. Would you be able to start off by telling everyone a little bit more about yourself? Uh, Yeah, for sure. So hi, everyone. It's great to be here. A little bit about myself. Uh, Like Daniel mentioned, I'm going into my fourth year of biomedical engineering at the University of Waterloo, starting in September, currently working at Johnson & Johnson as an IT business analyst intern, similar to Annie. And we have like different managers, though. So we do slightly different things, kind of working on like you know, like user testing and kind of being that liaison between like the IT and the business department for like some of like J&J's customers. Aside from that, I've completed like five other co-op terms with Waterloo. And I guess, like Daniel said, I like to act. I've taken part in a play on campus, playing one of like the lead roles or whatever. And I really like TV shows and I really like working in healthcare. So yeah. That sounds great. So I guess we can start from the program. Can you explain to people who might not know what biomedical engineering is, what it consists of? Yeah, sure. So honestly, like engineering in general is like kind of hard to like explain into words. Even like when I was applying as a high school student, I I didn't really know what engineering was. But having spent like three years into it now, I would say like the best way to describe it is kind of comparing it to systems engineering. So We have another program at Waterloo called Systems Design Engineering and like BME or Biomedical Engineering is under the same faculty. So we take like basically the exact same courses, um, except we have it in like a medical context per se. Um, So, yeah, so like a systems engineer is kind of like an interdisciplinary type of engineering that has like a little bit of human factors, a little bit of industrial engineering, some ECE, some computer engineering, software, kind of has like a little bit of everything. And again, like we do it in a more like medical context, basically. That sounds really cool. So what would you say makes this program special at the University of Waterloo? And why did you choose it? Yeah, so I think what sets apart Waterloo from all the other schools is like its co-op program. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Waterloo is the only school that lets you like do six co-op terms uh, throughout your degree. Um, And like five of them are mandatory, but they give you like six opportunities to apply for co-op and and, and do that. So the co-op was definitely the, the biggest like wow factor to me and the reason why I wanted to go to Waterloo. And I guess also like 
there is like a big engineering community, like an engineering society is what they call it on Waterloo campus. So there's a lot of ways to make connections with different engineering students. Um, and our classes are also like just BME in general is very small. We started out with like 70 students, I think, and now we're at like 50 students. So just having that smaller class really helps with like connecting with your profs, you know, like getting to know more about them and like what if you're interested in some of their research, it's easier to connect with them on that sense. So that was also great. Yeah. That sounds great. So you mentioned co-op. Could you tell us how the co-ops are structured within your program? Mm-hmm. So for BME, there's only one possible sequence that you can do. At least when I started, there was only one possible sequence. There could be something different now. But from what I remember, in my first year, we did eight months of school. So we did fall and winter. And then our summer of first year was a co-op. And then we did school in the fall and then we did co-op in the winter so after first year every other four months was a co-op and now that I'm at near the end of my degree I have eight months of school left for my fourth year and prior to those final eight months we have like eight months of co-op so (laughs) it's a little hard to explain actually now that I think about it but we started out with eight months of school And then we swapped between four months co-op, four months school. And then after my 3B term, uh, which is like the second half of third year, I did eight months co-op and then I'm going to end off with eight months school. Oh, okay. That's super cool. So right now you're doing eight months co-op. Exactly. Yeah. So I completed four months like at another place from January to April. And now I'm completing like my second half of eight months starting. I started in May at J&J and I'm going till the end of August. Oh, okay. So that really lets you get a lot of experience during your school years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving on to the application, what are some requirements during the application? So in terms of requirements, from like a high school like course perspective, from what I remember, you have to take two out of the three like sciences. And I'm pretty sure they have to be chem and physics, if I'm not mistaken. I think bio is like optional, which is kind of funny because it's a biomedical engineering program. But yeah, so I think you have to take chem and physics. And I'm pretty sure you have to take two out of the three maths as well. Those two being calc and um, advanced functions. And then obviously, English is also a requirement. And then whatever else is left, I think that's already six. Oh, no, there's one more. So yeah, those are the course requirements in terms of the average. So for BME, I think the average acceptance is like close to like mid 90s, I want to say like low to mid 90s, at least when I was applying. So just a little bit of like a fun fact here, I actually got into ChemEng, which might have a slightly different acceptance average. And then from ChemEng, I switched into BiomedEng. So that's just something to note. My average was not mid 90s, it was actually low 90s. So yeah. And then after that, another requirement is to do the AIF. I forgot what that stands for. I'm so sorry, but it's like the supplemental application. Basically, you write about like your extracurriculars and like your volunteer experience, whether or not if you've done the math contest. And then there's also like a video interview component. Okay, that's really interesting. So out of curiosity, when did you switch from ChemEng to BME? So I started the process a month before the first week of classes. So I was kind of like, I got into ChemEng and then that was like super exciting when I got in and stuff. And then after that, I was kind of just like looking through the website and I noticed biomedical engineering. I didn't pay too much attention to it, I think, as a high schooler, because I just saw that the acceptance average was a little high and I didn't think I'd be able to get in anyway. So I never applied. But then I looked more into it. And I was like, you know what, like, it's worth a shot. Let me just like ask them, is it possible to switch in? So I just emailed them and they told me to write like 
a one page, I think, description as to why I wanted to switch in. And then I was able to switch in like my second day of school. Oh, okay. That's great. Did you have to submit any supplementals during the application? Yeah. So for what, from what I remember, the only supplemental that you had to submit was the AIF form which is like just something that's through their website from what I remember. And so that form is literally just like an explanation of your extracurriculars, I think. Um, And like reasons as to why you want to like get into their program. Um, And then there was also like a video interview after that. It was like a one-way video interview. Oh, okay. Perfect. So would you have any advice for students who are looking to apply for this program? Yeah. Um, so for sure, like, obviously, there's a great a grade requirement. So just keep that in mind, you know, that like, they have a certain requirement for grades, like grades aren't everything, but it is like, a little important in terms of like, how they like, you know, go about their application process. So just keep in mind of the, the grade average that they need and stuff. It's all on their website. Um, and they also have stats, I think, of like different um, grade ranges that they've accepted. So just look at that. Just keep that in mind. Um, and then in terms of um, the other parts, so for the AIF, like just uh, at least for me, something that I tried to do in my final year of high school was to just try to get as involved as I could in the stuff that I was interested in. So I know it's I know it's different right now because, you know, we're in like the whole COVID era, um, but just try to be involved in some extracurriculars and maybe some volunteering so that you can write about that in your application. And it kind of shows that you're like that well-rounded applicant type of thing. And you want to have like some, you know, like some variability in your application because they're going to be reviewing like a lot of applicants, right? So just having something that helps you stand out, like maybe being an exec exec of a club at school or um, doing some really cool like volunteer experience, like having something to write about, something to talk about in your like experience and as to why maybe you can link it some way to like how you why do what why you want to become like an engineer in the future yeah it doesn't have to be like a complete direct link like oh I'm gonna I did robotics club therefore I'm I'm gonna go into engineering like it doesn't have to be something like that but just something that kind of you know brings out you and your application and helps helps uh express yourself within that application because that's what they're going to see and that's what they're going to review to try to like picture you right so just try to you know get as involved as you can being you know online and stuff it's kind of it's a lot more difficult I know but just having something that you can like add on to your application would be a good idea and also taking part in their math contests like Waterloo loves that so (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's a great piece of advice I think the being a well-rounded individual and standing out is super important when it comes to applications yeah, for sure. So moving on to the campus life, how have you found your experience at the University of Waterloo? Yeah, so so for me, in my first year, I kind of rarely uh, took part in the campus life, per se. Um, for me, like the transition from high school to university was was a little difficult just because it was, it was kind of just like this whole new experience I wasn't really expecting. Um, it, you're kind of like, it's kind of like all on you, you know, like if you want to do well in your classes, if you want to, you know, like get to know your professors and stuff, it's kind of, it's all on you. So that kind of ownership of your studies, I guess, was a new thing for me. And it kind of, you know, like I I spent a lot of like my free time, basically trying to keep up with my classes and stuff throughout the week. My class schedule was also like in first year, it was basically like 8.30 to 5 most days. So, and that was like every day in the week. So 
that was a little bit like most of my time was kind of like studying and in classes. And then on the weekends, I was actually working part time and I worked in like near my house, which is like a two hour drive from Waterloo. So most of the weekends I would go home. So I didn't really spend a lot of time on campus on first year, which was uh, my biggest mistake, I would say, because after that in like second, third and fourth year, like in second year, I actually got a co-op on campus. So it kind of like forced me to be on campus that term. And I really was able to experience how much like the Waterloo campus was able to offer. Like there are so many different clubs and a lot of things you can be involved in. And like everyone has like different things that they're interested in. And there was so many things that I didn't even know, you know, that you could do on campus and so many different people that you can meet. Um, so I think that was probably like, I wish I did that in first year because it's it's really nice to be able to like connect with people that are not in your program and maybe like find someone with similar interests as you and like you're able to work on something together that kind of like gives you a good break from like all your school stuff which would have been like a great thing for me in first year so yeah I, I recommend everyone like if you can like stay on campus as much as you can there's a lot of resources available a lot of people that you can talk to and yeah yeah definitely I think the campus experience is what the student individually makes of it yeah exactly would you have a favorite aspect of the Waterloo campus? I don't want to sound like too nerdy here, <laughs> but I really do like my building. So all like the BMEs, like the biomedical engineers and the systems engineers are all in the, we all like study in the same building, which is called like E5 or engineering five. Actually, I think it might be called another name now. It used to be called E5. And that building is just like really, really pretty. And it connected literally to every single other building on that side of campus through tunnels. So it's really easy to get from like one building to another. And like, they're all like very beautiful, aesthetically pleasing. If you want to study on campus, it's like really nice. It's all like glass window. Like it's like clear windows all around. So you can see the sunset and stuff from where you are. And like, it's just like a lot of like the buildings in that like region is just really really pretty that's a very nerdy answer I wanted to say something else I can't think of anything right now um I haven't been on campus in a while I guess also like the engineering society is also like really really nice it's like a group of students who are all like engineers basically we have like this like little club thing and like you know you can easily get involved in like so many different events that way and like meet so many other people in different engineering programs and that's actually where I like uh, took part in a play that was on campus and like that was also like a lot of fun as well just be, be able to like easily connect with other people so I think that's also like my other favorite part about the campus. I was just gonna ask is that building the one where there's like the glass bridge where people take pictures in? Yeah 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 it's connected to that yeah. Oh okay. So that bridge connects it to a library called DC Library which is also a really really great place to study um, if you ever go on Waterloo campus. I really really like that building. Um, it has like a Tim Hortons in it which is great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah it's connected directly to that engineering building so if it's cold in the winter you do not have to walk outside. Oh that's great. That's super convenient. So are you part of any club? Yeah so in my second year, I was a part of a couple clubs. Like I, uh, like I said, I was like a part of like the play in second year, um, which took up quite a bit of time because there was a lot of lines to memorize and we did like weekly like practices and stuff. So like that was one thing I was a part of. I was a part of Engineers Without Borders for one term as well uh, during my second year. So that was really great. I was able to meet again, like other people from different like different engineering programs were able to like connect and stuff and like work on different projects together which was fun and then I also became a part of like this other club 
called like Waterloo Ismaili Student Association. So it's just like a group of Ismaili students on campus. And I like started in that club as like a um, like a marketing type of person. So I started out with like helping market like our um, end of term event that was happening. So I took a lot of like marketing videos. I would post a lot of promotional stuff on Facebook and stuff. And then after that, in third year, I became president of that club. So um, once I became president of that club, it took up like a lot of time. So I wasn't able to like take part in many other extracurriculars outside of that. It was a lot of fun, though, because there were so many different things happening within the club. We had like weekly events and, you know, like just a lot of like different like friendships. I've been able to like like gain a lot of different friendships from that club. So like I was able to like find like a group that's outside of my regular like school life, I guess you can say, because we're all from like totally different programs. So, yeah. those are the clubs that I'm a part of. Those sound super fun. So if we talk about academics, how would you describe the program? Do you think it's challenging? Yeah. So like I said, in my first year, it was definitely challenging for me. Um, I can't say the same for everyone. I know some people in my program were actually doing really good. So, you know, this is just like from my perspective. Um, But yeah, for me, first year was challenging. Like I said, it's like, when you're in university, a lot of the ownership is on you. Like, if you don't go to classes, if you like skip a quiz, or like you skip studying one day, like it's on you, Like no one's going to tell you like, hey, you know, you should probably get back on track. So a lot of that kind of like, kind of had like a downward effect on me, like, I kind of like, you know, I missed class one day. And then eventually, you know, I ended up missing a lot of classes. And then you just end up getting behind, right. So it was totally like my fault, like it was just I, I ended up falling a little bit behind in first year because there was just so much going on. Like there's also a lot of classes you have to take in the first year of my program, at least like back in 2017. I don't know. I know they've changed the structure around a little bit, but back in 2017, there were like a lot of classes in first year. So it was kind of hard to like catch up with everything. I was also working part-time. That could have been another reason why I was falling behind. Um, But yeah, so in terms of the switch from high school to university, it wasn't the easiest for me. However, going into second year and then third year, it was, I feel like I was able to get a better grasp of everything that was going on. Like I started becoming more organized. I understood like the structure of our like terms were like uh, something that I could easily predict more. Like I understood, okay, like we had two labs every single term. We had X amount of classes every single term. Let me organize it this way. Um, It was a lot like being able to kind of like see how it went the first year I was able to do a lot better in second year and a lot better after that even in third year so it it was definitely like a growth of improvement for me um right off the bat I think I was just kind of overwhelmed with everything that was going on I didn't take enough time to like check in with myself I wasn't doing a lot of like self-care making sure that like I took breaks and stuff I, I didn't really do any of that so I highly recommend people like It may seem overwhelming at first, but just, you know, like create a schedule, take it one step at a time. It won't be that bad because, you know, at the end of the day, you have resources to help you. You have your friends to lean on, other people in your program to lean on, some of your profs, you know, they'll be really interested in your success. So just you have resources. Like that's something I didn't realize in first year. Like you don't have to like go through it alone. So um, yeah, that's what I would say about the academics and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, the using the resources to the best of your abilities to make sure that you succeed. Out of curiosities, what were your favorite and least favorite classes or the classes that you enjoyed the most? Ooh. <laughs> okay, so my least favorite classes were probably data structure and algorithms and also like my first coding class. I 
can't tell you what it's called. I completely forgot we were, we were learning C sharp. Like that's another coding language. Yeah. In first year, especially, I did not like those two coding classes because I had never done coding prior to coming into university. And I had no idea that it was like this skill that everyone just had. Like I was so confused. Like how did everyone know how to code in this class? And like, I didn't know, I had never seen it before. So those classes were definitely the ones I did not like the most. Like, like our prof in our like first term of first year, like he was like really, really nice. He was, you know, like always there to help and stuff. I honestly just like I, I didn't use his help a lot of the time because I was kind of just struggling internally, but I, I could have I could have gone to help from him. So that's something to remember, like use your props and, and get them to help you because they're there to help you. But yeah, I was definitely, I did not like any of my coding classes <laughs> just because it was just like a whole new concept. And I, I just, I, I didn't understand them to be honest. But in terms of like my favorite classes, I really, really like in second year, we took like one of our first like biology anatomy type courses, um, which was really, really fun. It kind of like reminded me like, why did I pick BME in the first place? It's because I have like a love for life sciences and healthcare. So I really liked studying like biology. We had like an anatomy lab where we were able to like be with cadavers and stuff. It was like super cool. I, I really, really liked that. And um also, we took we take a lot of like classes in human factors, which is like probably the part of engineering that I like really, really like. It's like human factors, user experience, like kind of like ergonomics behind designs and stuff. And like, that's really interesting to me. So I think those two are probably like my favorite classes. Oh, okay. That human factor class seems super interesting. Yeah. So when we took it in first year, I didn't know much about it, but it was it was more so it's it more so started out as a class that was like, how can you like improve you know your design how can you improve the system within like how like a hospital system works or the healthcare system works to like avoid errors to avoid like you know like any um, mishaps happening in in when giving care to someone so that was it's kind of how it started off and then we started learning more about like the actual elements of a design and like how like ergonomics I guess kind of go into not only just physical designs but also like software designs making sure that you know, you're using colors and, and and different shapes and sizes that kind of like works with like the viewer or whoever is using your device. So it's kind of like when you're designing something, you're not just designing to meet the needs and requirements of like, you know, the business or company that you're working for, but you're trying to meet those requirements from a user perspective. So it's kind of like the human side of engineering, which was like my favorite part of it, kind of like an intersection between psychology and engineering. So that's like a brief overview of what it is. It's like a it's probably a much more complex definition. You should probably ask a human factors uh, actual engineer. Maybe they could answer it better, but that's from my understanding. I really liked those classes. I also like did like two research co-ops with the prof who taught that class. Yeah, I was able to learn a lot more and do a lot of like hands-on experience in human factors engineering, which is really cool. So yeah, I recommend if anyone's interested in it, um, definitely like I don't know, like Google search it, read some articles and stuff. It's really, really interesting, interesting things that go on that kind of how like users and customers can kind of like um, how they use a product and how you can try to meet their needs as opposed to just meeting the needs of like whoever is like designing it. Oh, that sounds like a super unique domain of engineering. Mm -hmm. So moving on to more job prospects, how has the experience of finding co-ops been throughout your program? So for me, my first year was definitely harder to find a job. In like, in my opinion, 
I, I know a lot of people say your grades don't really matter when looking for a co-op. Like that's something I had heard in my first year, like, oh, you, your grades don't really matter and grades don't really matter. But in my opinion, especially if you're in first year, that's one of the few things employers kind of have to kind of, you know, look at you as an applicant. Like you don't probably like, at least for me, I didn't have any industry experience in my first year, which is probably similar to a lot of first years. Um, you know, I, I had a part-time job at like a fast food company, but like, that's not really like industry experience. Right. So like within like an engineering field. So, um, I, I would say like a lot of them do kind of look at like your grades a little bit to kind of assess like the type of student that you are. Um, and uh, so that was something that like, just keep in mind, like I, I know a lot of people say that grades don't matter. I'm pretty sure for first year, they, they do kind of look into that at least. Again, like they're not gonna make or break your application, but they, 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 they might look at it and they might ask you like, why is your grades like this or not um, within like an interview and stuff. In terms of like getting interviews, I was able to actually get quite a few interviews in my first year, but I was not able to land a job until like the end of like the application cycle, like literally like after I wrote final exams of my first year, then I got a job, which is like, um, like, it's not like too late, like, you know, like there, you could obviously get a job a lot later, but it was closer to the end of like the job application process. So that was a little stressful at the time, like having to leverage like school and finding a job at the same time. Um, after that though, like after like in second year, um, it was not that bad. Like for me, since I had like more of a difficult and longer experience in first year for my second year, like right at the beginning of the term, I had asked that like that human factors prof that I talked about. And I asked her like, is there any way I can work with you? Because I had learned from a lot of other students that you know, a lot of them did um, co-ops on campus with their professors. And because it's like a, it, for at least for that one, it was like a smaller lab. So you're able to get a lot more like hands-on experience and a lot more technical skills because it's like in a smaller lab or maybe if it's like a startup or a smaller company, it's like a similar experience. So for my second year, I just talked to her. I did like a pretty quick interview right away. And then I was able to get the job right away. So second year was really good. I was able to get a lot of experience there. And then the co-ops after that honestly have been, not that bad. I usually got it within first or second round. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's just like, it's like with my grades, it was like, it was like a growing process. Like it started out kind of bad, but you know what, um, after like, you know, you, you start realizing that you have resources there to help you, it gets better. Like, for example, I asked my prof for some help on finding a job. And also I would say this is definitely get your resume and your cover letters critiqued. Um, in first year, I didn't really do that. I did go to like thing called Sika at Waterloo and like they kind of like do resume critiques and stuff. And I, I did it with them, but I don't think it, like it helped me get interviews, but it didn't help me go past the interview part. So I got it critiqued again from like one of like someone I know from like systems engineering and another one from BME who have already graduated, they were able to look at my resume and they gave me like, they kind of, like, they were really helpful and like telling me like how I should express myself, like what kind of jobs do I want? Like try to express that in your resume so that, you know, like companies know like, okay, this is the type of person that we are interviewing so that it's not like a completely different experience in the interview. And most likely they'll, they'll be able to like understand who you are and what you want from your resume, from your cover letter. And you'll be able to express yourself a lot better and kind of sell yourself in a way that, you know, kind of shows that like the job that I'm applying for, this is why I meet the criteria for it. So you kind of have to be a little bit more direct, something that I didn't really do in first year. So I think that definitely helped with the job process as well.
That sounds great. And I think the critiquing is a great piece of advice. Having your resume and cover letters critique can be super helpful and can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what sort of co-op experiences have you had? So for my first year, I worked as a project development intern at a like mid-sized construction management company. So that was my first co-op. So there was not like too much autonomy that I had in my position, I guess you could say. Um, I was kind of working as like kind of like a liaison between the different departments there. So between like the project managers, the accounting department, the administrative, it was like kind of just a lot of tasks that weren't that difficult to do. Um, But it makes sense. I was also in first year, like it was totally understandable. Um, It was a really good um, experience into the industry, though, like it helped me understand like, okay, this is something that engineers like the project managers, like I was able to kind of shadow them a little bit. I was able to understand like, this is kind of like what engineers do in the workforce. So that was a really that was good. And on that side. And then after that, I worked as a human factors intern, like engineering intern with that research with that research group on campus, like I mentioned, with that professor. I spent eight months there instead of four. And then after that, I worked as a bioinformatics um, research assistant at another lab in Toronto. That was also for eight months. And now I'm here at J&J. That sounds great. And that sounds like a very diverse set of experiences that you've been able to have. Yeah. So um, what sort of jobs do grads typically go for in BME? So honestly... I feel like it's very, very diverse. There's a lot of people, I I know a lot of people in my program too, who are like, as they've gone in, as they've like gone through the program, they've kind of realized that they kind of have more of a passion of kind of like the tech skills you get out of an engineering degree rather than looking at like the healthcare side. So in terms of that, like a lot of the jobs, some of them fall into healthcare, some of them don't fall into healthcare. I feel like a lot of the people, at least in my graduating class, are probably going to end up in like some software type of job. Looking at like previous stats within my program, like a lot of people went into software. Like I know people who work at Microsoft, people who work at like RBC as like a data analyst or a software engineer and stuff. So if you're interested in software, it's definitely a good route to go. I also know people who do like extended education. So like they have either like done a master's in BME or maybe like in a totally different field. And I also know some people who went to med school. So there's like a lot of different things that you can do, I think, with the degree. And I think that's that's kind of a nice thing about it. Like, because I like I said, it's it's an interdisciplinary type of engineering. So there's a lot of different things that you can go into um, after you graduate. That sounds great. It really leaves like the doors open to whatever interests everyone may have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, that's another thing like you mentioned about co-op. It's like, it's really important that when you're, you know, when you're going through the co-op process, like try to make your experiences as diverse as possible, because you honestly, like, at least for me, I didn't even know half the jobs existed out there. Like, I didn't know human factors was a thing. I didn't know being a bioinformatics research assistant was a thing. Like, there's so many different careers out there. And the best way to learn about them is you know, get those like diverse experiences, even if the experience like might not directly like correlate with like what you maybe want to do in the future. If it's like a tech skill or even a soft skill that you can gain out of it and something that you can, you know, then use in your resume to get closer to where you want to be. Like, I would say definitely still take it on. Like, it's always important to get new experiences and to learn new things. And that that's how you learn, right? And that's how you understand like what your passion is and what you want to do in the future. You know, like just because you're in like a more specialized program doesn't mean you have to have like one line of sight for what you want to do. Like there's so many things out there. And a lot of the jobs that people are in now, like 
they've kind of created their own titles, you know, like you can create something that doesn't even exist, right? So there's, there's so many different things in, that you can do and so many different things that you can learn. And the co-op program is like, in my opinion, like one of the things that you can get out of it is being able to work in so many different fields. And that's how you gain like so much insight of what exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. So where do you see yourself headed after graduation? Oof. So yeah, my graduation is definitely approaching and I'm definitely nervous about that. Honestly, I kind of haven't like pinpointed exactly what I want to do yet. Um, I was kind of waiting till the end of my current co-op to kind of see like, okay, like now I need to decide, do I want to stay in industry or do I want to do like more education? I'm kind of leaning towards the side of doing a master's. There's like one master's program in Toronto that I'm kind of interested in. So I've been kind of keeping my eye on that. So I might do that. It's like, it's also in like BME. It's like a more like specialized, like clinical version of BME. So I was kind of looking into that. But you know, like if like, you know, most of like a lot of like bigger companies have their job applications, they opened up in like September and stuff of like the year prior. So I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. I'm going to see like, if there's something that really catches my eye, then I'll probably apply. But as of right now, most likely I'll be like, I'm, I'm thinking going to be doing a master's. That sounds great. So in terms of professional or like industry interests, whether it be like research or more career wise, what would you say are, let's say, like your top three interests career wise? So the current position that I have right now as like an IT business analyst is pretty cool because I, I and I, I feel like it's something that I might enjoy a lot doing, which is kind of playing that role in between IT and business. It's kind of nice. It's kind of like you're almost a little bit like a translator between like IT and between the business side. So that's really cool. So I think doing that kind of a thing really interests me. So I guess that's a combination of like IT and and business a little bit here and there. Um, not saying that I I don't think I'm gonna be getting my MBA or anything, but like I I do have an interest in IT. I don't think I want to be on the side of developing anything though. I think I want to be on the other side of it, like maybe like project management of like IT or tech products. You know, I, it maybe even on the digital side. I don't I don't know. I definitely like number one want to stay in healthcare. Like. I don't know what it is. It's just my passion. Like I want to be able to work in healthcare, you know, like ideally, you know, I want to, I kind of want to work in a more hospital setting and I hope that that's what I can do in the future. Uh, I really want to be able to get like that more like clinical experience and being able to kind of like directly interact with like physicians or other people working at the hospital, I think is really cool. Like kind of you know, interacting with that frontline team, I think would be super cool. So if I could do like kind of like working with the IT and working with them in that sense, I think that would be something that I'd be interested in. So yeah, definitely healthcare, definitely IT and playing that in between role between IT and, you know, whoever else is like using it or the business side of it. That sounds great. So this wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for chatting with me, Sana. Yeah, no problem. I hope I was helpful to at least one person out there. And you know, like Daniel has like my email and stuff. So if anyone ever has any questions or anything, like, you know, for sure, share my email with them. And like, you know, like always you can reach out, anyone can reach out to me for questions. Like I'm happy to help. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This episode is part of Inquiry's focus series, Tech After High School. We hope you enjoyed. Thanks for tuning in and having us be a part of your journey to code your future. Make sure to follow us on social media to stay in the loop and for a chance to have your questions answered in our next episode. See you then.